When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Welcome to another episode of Walkers and Talkers. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand, The Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Jamie. Hello. How are you? Good. This is episode 211. We are only 100 episodes away from 311, which is a band, and 411, which is information, and 511, which is the, I don't know what 511 is, it doesn't matter. But anyway, we're, 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 we're at 211. Uh, I got we're to getting see, there. I got to see Jamie again today. Yes, we did. This is becoming a habit now. That's two weeks in a row that I've seen you in person. I like it. This time you had uh, pants on, which is nice, because the last time, I, I think that's why you didn't want to get up from your chair at Light FM. <laughs> I had pants on. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, today you definitely did because you were standing up and I, I saw you in our <laughs> at the garage where we park our cars. And, yes. And so, we, you know, we reconnected. So we'll yes. see if we see each other next week. Who knows? I'll be there every day. Yeah, I will not be. So Jamie's going in every day to work. I'm working sporadically. Depends on when my morning show goes back in and what days they are there. And Jamie's show is told you will be there every day. So they are there every day. We are. It's it's exhausting. It is definitely a life change. <laughs> it is. We get up so much earlier to go oh in. Oh, my God. You get up even earlier than I do to go in. But it is. I am. Yep. I'm in my car early. by 340. But that's East yeah. Coast time. So. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, and I'm in my car much later than that. Oh, look. You're, you're snoring away when I buckle my seatbelt. <laughs> I'm snoring when you're at work. Oh, man. Sorry. Well, that's okay. Jamie suffers from the tunnel is closed itis. So yes, Jamie goes through the same tunnel I do, but that tunnel is closed for construction until five thirty. Jamie has to be at work at five thirty, so she has to go far out of her way north to go to a different tunnel to go into the city, and then go back down south to get to our offices. Mike me literally go, tripled. Yeah, I just don't go in until after five thirty. I'm smarter than that. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to renegotiate your contract. You got to get an agent or something. Uh, well, I had to be at my desk by 4.15. Oh, oh. 
So the tunnel is so not an option for me right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys playing Christmas music yet? No, not yet. <laughs> oh, okay, just checking. I got to check in every once in a while. We throw in a song in July once in a while. A Mariah Carey. <laughs> a little All I Want for Christmas yeah, with You. <laughs> right, what else would you play? Right, of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, Walking Dead, we have some news. We'll get to that. We'll break down the episode. If this is your first time listening, welcome aboard. Uh, we make the big switch of the platform that we upload the podcast to in, I think, in two weeks. We're one oh. of the last ones in the company to switch over. The Brooklyn Boys switched over, and there's been nothing but problems. Oh, really? So I'm hoping there's nothing but problem, nothing but no problems when we upload uh, starting in two weeks. Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's, well, good for the listeners, but there's no commercials because that there's a glitch. They oh. couldn't put commercials in. So if you listen to the Brooklyn Boys podcast, which we hope you do uh, on all your platforms, episodes 209 and 210 and maybe 211 don't have any commercials. So, wow. Yeah, good for you guys. Bad for us. We're not making any money. But what are you going to do? <laughs> We're here for the people. For the people. Let's get to some news. Apparently, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who of course plays Negan, if you didn't know that, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. He said in a recent episode of The Rich Eisen Show, Rich Eisen, of course, a sportscaster and podcast host, he told Rich Eisen he would have preferred that his spinoff with Maggie not have been spoiled. Oh. That they, he wishes they did not release the um, Isle of the Dead news with him and, and, uh, and Maggie until after the original series was over, like we talked about. It I get that. It doesn't make any sense. What are you promoting? What, what is the point? Are you trying to... Mm-hmm. Are, are you, the only thing I can think of is you're trying to get people to put The Walking Dead back on so that you'll know what's going on for the spinoff. Like, if you wanted to join the spinoff, maybe oh. they want people to watch the last season of The Walking Dead to see their relationship and then springboard into the spinoff. That's all I could think of. Because that as, makes sense. as JDM said, spoiler alert, folks, sorry, um, I'm still not sure why we announced that early. It was sort of a shocker to me. I guess we don't need to die. Well, they won't. <laughs> right. So in other words, we now know they're not going to die. Now, look, I told you there could be a time jump and they could die 20 years from now. But they're yes. not going to die in this current timeline on The Walking Dead because they have a spinoff. Um, yep. Speaking of spinoffs, uh, Strand, uh, Coleman Domingo, or Domingo Coleman, if you prefer to reverse the name, it works either way. <laughs> Coleman Domingo said he's been pitching a spinoff called Strand for Fear the Walking Dead, if and when they want to either write off his character mm. or he wants to get his own show. He is one of the executive producers on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, and uh, so I don't know if that's a, a clue he'd like to stay alive. Maybe it's a clue he's dying, and this is a spinoff to show... I don't know why. We haven't really lost track of him that they could show a spinoff of his. Uh, so I assume he's going to survive. Or again, there could be a time jump and then he dies, but then we get to see what happened in the time jump. I don't know. But hmm. he, again, he could be pitching that as a red herring. The, yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a spinoff and then he dies next week. And you're like, well, how are we going to spinoff? I guess it was bullshit. <laughs> we can't do it now. I still feel there's going to be a spinoff red herring where someone's going to die. And you're like, what happened to the spinoff? Oh, yeah, we just said that to throw you guys for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jamie, I heard there was an injury on the set of The Walking Dead. Your boy. I'm very upset. I think I need to fly down there and take care of him because Norman Reedus suffered a concussion on The Walking Dead set. It happened on March 11th, and the injury will set production for the final episode of The Walking Dead back just a few days 
Production for the last episode of the series began on March 7th, but he was in the hospital. Aw, poor Naomi. I know. I'm worried. And you didn't fly down there and and see his 10-inch Daryl Dixon? I mean, you know, he probably has the same same toy that you have. You could compare them. That's what I meant. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, But are you picking up what he's putting up? I wish. Oh, uh, okay. You know, you have a dirty mind. I, I can't. You're hard to deal with. Everything with you is a sex joke. I don't understand. I never even mean it to be that way. Yeah, it just it just goes in that way. I mean, it, it comes just out happens. that way. Yeah, it just happens. Hey, Laurie Holder. Holden, sorry. Hey, Laurie Holden, who played Andrea uh, many seasons ago. Spoiler. Andrea's dead. She is. She's got a, a big role, or at least a good job uh, just announced. In the uh, the Amazon Prime TV show The Boys, which I love. I was going to say you love that show. Love that show. Season three just came. Uh, the trailer for season three just came out, and she plays. So, um, The Boys is based loosely. At least the characters, the heroes, are based loosely on the Justice League of America, which is Superman and Batman and uh, the Flash and so on and so forth. Right? They're loosely based. Mm-hmm. However, there's a Another, I'm not going to give too much away from the show. There's another group in the comics, because The Boys is based on a comic book, that's based on the Avengers. And so Laurie is playing the Crimson Countess, who is basically oh. a spoof on the Scarlet Witch, as in Wanda and Vision and uh, WandaVision and the Scarlet Witch. So if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you should watch the three seasons, the two seasons of The Boys. Go read the comics if you want. It's fantastic and bloody and funny and awful oh. and terrific and wonderful. And awful and terrific. <laughs> oh, it's violent and just nasty, but oh. in the best way possible. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. It's great. Also, if I'm recommending things, and I am, I just watched last night The Adam Project. That's A-D-A-M. If you voice text, it comes up A-T-O-M. But no, oh, the it's Adam Ryan Project. Reynolds, right? Ryan Reynolds. It, it, Ryan Reynolds, my, my current favorite actor. Along really? with Harrison Ford. Love uh, it. He is, look, he plays Ryan Reynolds in the movie. and other, Not the way Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage in his new movie. But Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. He's snarky and quick-witted and fast dialogue. But he's, he's really good. The movie's fun. The kid who, I'm not going to tell you anything about the movie. The kid in the movie okay. is excellent. Excellent. He plays, a, he plays uh, someone in a way related to Ryan Reynolds. And he looks a little like Ryan Reynolds. His snappy oh. banter is like Ryan Reynolds. He's Love really good. Banter. I think he's like three years old or, or 11, something like that. Oh my God, that's funny. He's 11 or 12, I don't know. But he's really good for his age. And you really believe who he is and he's really good. <laughs> and there's a lot of former and current superhero actors and actresses. So Jennifer oh. Garner is in it. She played Elektra in the bad Daredevil movie in the early 2000s where she met Ben Affleck, who played Daredevil. Not a good movie. Of course, Ryan Reynolds, who plays Deadpool, is in the movie. The Hulk is in the movie, of course, played by... Ed Norton? No. Well, I got one Hulk, right? I got the a wrong Hulk. Hulk. Who plays the Hulk? You don't know who plays I the got Hulk now. I got a Hulk. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Of course, I'm talking about Mark Ruffalo. Oh, he's, yes, you're right. You're right. He's, you're right. he's in the movie. And also, Zoe Saldana plays uh, in the movie. She plays Gamora from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. 
And I didn't recognize her. Yes, who doesn't love her in that? But she wasn't green in this movie. I almost didn't recognize her. Oh, because she wasn't green. That's right. She's no, in a different um, well, color. And, the and neither was Mark Ruffalo. He wasn't green. So both actors. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're, they're playing non-green <laughs> people. But I'm watching the movie. I'm like, wow, she's really pretty. Who is she? And it wasn't until later in the movie that there was, I guess, the way she spoke or the way she, the, her hair was. I said, oh, my God, that's Gamora. I'm watching. I'm going, who is that? So, she is stunning. To my count, there's four uh, heroes in the movie, four people who have played heroes. And if I'm correct, they're all Marvel. Hulk, Gamora, Deadpool, and Elektra. Uh, very, very, uh, very cool. Away. Oh, and also, if you're a fan, what was the movie? Was it 13 going on 30? Yes, 13 going on 30. With Jennifer Garner and, and Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. You're right. I, that's such a great movie. So Total in interviews, they've talked fun. about how weird it was to be in the, in the movie again. They they play a married couple in the movie. And, and so it was it was cool to see them again because as much as I'm not like Joe Rom-Com, that was a very good movie. It was a fun movie. And it was nice to see them together. So I, rec- I recommend it. Also, the trailer just came out for Miss Marvel. Uh, which uh, is a uh, a new Disney Plus TV show based on a character from Marvel Comics who plays the first Muslim American superhero, who's a, hmm. a teenage young teenage girl from Jersey City, New Jersey. Really? And here's something I just found out, and I apologize. I guess it it dates me a little bit, but uh, I she so Miss Marvel, M S Marvel, the teenage girl, is a spinoff or an offshoot of the Ms. Marvel comics. Ms. Marvel, when MS used to be pronounced Ms. Okay. Was Carol Danvers because there was originally a, a male Captain Marvel or Marvel. Marvel was his real name and he called him Captain Marvel until such time as Marvel won the rights to the name Marvel from Captain Marvel because Shazam, if you've seen the movie, Shazam. With, I've uh, heard of it. Shazam starring Zachary Levi. That's so it. Shazam used to be called Captain Marvel until Marvel sued DC and said, no, you can't use the name Captain Marvel. We're using Captain Marvel. Anyway, so Captain Marvel, it, so in the 70s and 80s, comic books used to spin off their, fa- their, their really big superheroes with female sidekicks or spinoffs with a, with a name similar to their name, like She-Hulk, Spider-Woman, oh, Batgirl. Okay. And so Ms. Ma- Marvel was the 80s feminized version of Captain Marvel, but she wore, if you can believe it, go Google this, a very sexy mini skirt and a sash. Ooh, excuse me. So Ms. Marvel is who became, so the original Captain Marvel died, spoiler, like 30 years ago. Actually, he, he, died, <laughs> in the, he died in the 80s of cancer. And then mm. Captain Marvel took over the name and the costume of, of the original Captain Marvel. And then this girl grows up to be a fan of hers, and she names herself Ms. Marvel, but it's spelled Ms. Marvel, but apparently it's pronounced Miss now. Oh, okay. even, even though Ms., because Ms. was, if you don't remember, Ms. was a way of, women didn't want to have to be, like when you say Mr. Somebody, you don't know if I'm married or not, right? But no, if, you, if don't. you say Ms., I'm sorry, Miss or Mrs., it was. You're single. It was, well, Mrs., you aren't. Well, Ms. Right. And so. Well, no, Ms. didn't tell you what you are. Ms. was like, it's none of your business. Oh, Ms. was the so female Ms. mister. M.S. Oh, Ms. Okay. Ms. Meant, I, why do I have to be like, why do I have to tell people whether I'm married or not when you address me? So I want to be known as Ms. Which was Ms. spelled M.S. period. 
so that women could just be like, you're Mr. and Ms. Like, oh, Ms. Jones, you're like, I don't know if Ms. Jones, Ms. Jones is married or not, because why would you need to know? Yeah. Right? Okay. Anyway, so Miss Marvel, spelled Ms. Marvel, uh, the trailer came out this week. It looks fantastic, but the trailer, season three trailer for the boys is just mayhem. Mayhem, I tell you. <laughs> have you watched all three seasons since I started this podcast, Jamie? I have not. Okay, what are you waiting for? I, I, while I'm talking, I did. You could have watched Wait, at least which, one season. Which, which platform is it on again? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay, I have that. I'll check uh, it okay, out. Okay, good. Yeah, get on that. Get on that. <laughs> okay, one last thing from me. Margot Bingham, who plays... Well, she doesn't play the real Stephanie, but she plays Max, a.k.a. the real Stephanie. R.S. That, that was a great song by Eminem. <laughs> she uh, she said her, Stephanie was her mom's name, but she revealed in a recent interview that the name Max comes from Maxwell Hawkins, who is Pamela's assistant in the comic books. So she's actually a combination of both characters, Stephanie and Maxwell. So oh, she I said, like if you know the comics... Her character will exhibit similar things, uh, similar characteristics of Maxwell Hawkins as we Mm. see more of her. So if you know anything about Maxwell, you will see some of that appear in the Max character. Jamie, you've got some big Fear the Walking Dead news. They just released a trailer. What do you got for me? Fear the Walking Dead Season 7 Part 2 will premiere and the episode will be called Follow Me. And it will be on April 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Can't wait. And on the same day, AMC Plus will air the first two episodes of the second half of the season. Okay, so, Fear- not, so not just follow me, but whatever the second episode is. Whatever the second second episode is. And then the trailer just came out, which has been all over their socials. And oh my God, it looks so intense and so violent. <laughs> all right, so the, they, they show scenes from the war between Alicia and Strand. They show Alicia sending out an announcement on, on the uh, the walkie-talkies, I guess, that mm-hmm. says, hey, we're building a place. There's room for you here. Come join us. But yep. I'm going to ask you a little favor. You're going to have to earn your spot here. That says to me, you, wanna, you want this world? You have to join our war against Strand. So I think she's yep. recruiting people. And it looks like John Dory's father, John Dory, is with Strand and his assistant. Like, I mean, I know they're staying there. He and June are staying at the building. But they may be on the wrong side of this. Oh, no. You think he's on the other side? Well, I don't think he'd fight Alicia, necessarily. Not that he knows her very well. Well, that's true. June certainly isn't going to fight. So I don't know what they're going to do, where their loyalties are going to be. Because if they don't fight with Strand, they're out. They're out. They get thrown out. I was going to say, they're out in the uh, Or they maybe kill them. I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, there's a lot. It's hard. It's a montage of clips that go by really fast. Lots of people getting shot. Lots of people getting held hostage. Uh, Wendell, Wendell's in the trailer, so he's back on the show officially again. Like, you know, he's definitely going to yep, be on I the show Yep, I saw that. Not, we did see him briefly uh, in the last uh, section of the show, but now he's in the trailer, so that's a good sign. Yes. Anyway, the trailer is, I don't know, a minute and 45 seconds long. After about a minute and 30, it goes to, fades to black, and then when the trailer comes back... Oh, my God. I feel like we shouldn't spoil... Well... Well, it's a trailer. It's a trailer. So trailer guy. Now, we're the trailer. We're the, you know what? Trailer guy spoiled. It's not my fault. The second <laughs> part of the trailer, the post-blackout scene of the trailer, is Madison. Yep. She's officially back. Again, they teased it. They said it. Now they're showing it. In case you didn't believe it. So they show her with her... Each wrist is tattooed with her kids' names, Alicia and Nick. And she doesn't know about Nick yet, obviously. Oh, God. R.I.P. Nick. Spoiler. So, Oh, I thought you were about to say R.I. Penis. 
Uh, no, no. I'm like, right. well, I like peanut. I see Nick. What's a, I, I, you peanut? And uh, your mind's in the gutter now. If, I, I pee pee. You pee. You pee. You pee. Nick. Nick comes out when you pee. R.I.P. Oh, okay. I think he said R.I.P. Nick. You guys listening, you heard the same thing I did. You guys were all like, sometimes they said- talk really fast when I'm excited to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. R.I.P. Nick. Spoiler. And wherever she is, she's being interrogated or something. And then there's a voice that says, what's your name? She's Madison. She's not anymore. The voice says not anymore. So they rename her. So we'll tell you uh, so what your name's going to be. They obviously have to show why she wouldn't have found her family, why she didn't go after her family. Keep in oh, mind absolutely. though, she was in Texas, right? No. Y- yeah. No, no uh, they were in Mexico. Yeah. Mex- in the baseball mm. stadium. Where was it in Texas? God, where was it? Then they were the the dam in Mexico. The dam was in Mexico. And then I thought the baseball stadium was in Texas. Yeah, the baseball stadium was in Texas where she allegedly died in season four. Yeah. And then they they, they they traveled. They traveled. They traveled really far east, didn't they? They're not anywhere near where the baseball stadium was. Oh, no. They're they're long gone. Right. They're still in Texas. And we know we know they're going to end up in Georgia at some point or at least filming in Georgia at some point. So we, they have to explain where she's been all this time because it's it's I I don't remember how long it's been, but at least a year, maybe that she's gone. Oh, more than that. Like well, I they feel like they haven't time jumped years. that often, right? So, however, they'll they'll explain how long it's been. But she's been held captive by a group because everyone's held captive by a group, right? That's everyone. CRM, yeah, by a group. Alicia was in the basement by Teddy's group for a year or whatever. Oh Lord, yeah. So well, oh, we'll just have her. It's another crazy group with sick people. Nobody, nobody's held uh, by a fun group. No one's like, ah, you know what? It's so nice here. I'm just going to stay and sit by the pool. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. So we will have to watch maybe, maybe the whole second half of the season is showing her backstory. We may not see her end up with the rest of the show till the end of the season. That would be very possible. I could see that happening. Also, I keep thinking there's three parts to the Fear the Walking Dead season, but there's not. There's only two parts. There's only two. I'm, only, I'm confusing it with the Walking Dead. I keep thinking like, oh, there's, there's three thirds. But no, yeah. this is the second eight this episodes. This is just a twofer. Yeah. A twofer. Yeah, twofer. So, a twofer. So <laughs> I don't know when she's going to join the cast, but she's back on the show. So if, if you thought she was dead, I, look, I thought she was dead. I didn't think the new showrunners wanted her on the show, but I guess they're, they're looking to pull out all the stops to make some headway, get some attention because it wasn't like they had great ratings with Madison. The, yeah. the reason they revamped the whole show, hired new showrunners was that the show wasn't doing that well and that she wasn't a great leader. So who knows what happens when she comes back and what the, the power structure will be with Alicia and Morgan. And I, I wonder if Alicia lives. And Alicia, in did that they bring trailer? Madison back so that she can be there when her daughter dies? I don't Ooh, think she's going to she... die. I don't think she has the virus. No, I think she just is having shock or infection. From she's been through it. I mean, look at her hand. My God! But did you see like... in the trailer? She has a nice, like a leather corset for her arm. Yeah, but wasn't she dragging along the fence in the trailer? Yes, there like is a scene bone, where she's dragging the her finger bones. Oh. But when she has the, the, the leather thing on her arm and her glove, she looks kind of sexy. Like, there's nothing it's wrong with her arm. pretty fancy. Right. Like, like, Aaron just happened to find, like, I mean, I know they made it for him, but they, they found a cool sleeve with attachable weapons. With a mace. With a mace. He's got other things, but the mace is one of them. He has the hand and the mace. So yep. they're going to make it look as functional as possible. But, you know, 
robotics in the real world can make your hand do some things. But in the zombie apocalypse, they're lucky they can put a, like, a tree on her arm. Like, I'm not... Seriously. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's very limited resources, especially for prosthetics. Right. But she looks good, and that's really all that matters, right? As yeah. long as she looks good. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so let's get to the episode. Uh, we'll break it down like we always do. But we'll take a quick break. This episode, we have some commercials. We got to play them. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on Walkers and Talkers, your one-stop shop for all things Walking Dead. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from Ryobi. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the Ryobi leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. All right, Jamie, we, we've taken our first break. Did you, uh, did you wash your hands? Uh, yep, I had a sip of water. I'm all good. I'm ready to go. Okay, you didn't, you didn't sip the water from washing your hands because that's gross. No, no. You can, wa- <laughs> you can sip the water and then wash. Like, even if you wash your hands with the water you sipped, it's not 100% sanitary, Jamie. You need to reanalyze re- uh, uh, what you do. I won't um, drink tap water like that. Okay, because Norman Reedus doesn't want to be with a gross girl. <laughs> he looks dirty. <laughs> well, I mean, JDM would. He slept with Alpha. Oh, yeah. She like dirt rings under her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh God. She had. Did she just pooped? Oh God. She pooped in the woods, and she didn't want. Oh. Okay. I, oh let, yeah, let's she move didn't. On. She did. Yeah. Well, I mean, she probably did it every day. You know, oh. she, she's, you know, Ugh. hey, did I ever tell you, I'm not going to give the kid's name because you know me, I segue sometimes. I went, so when I was in, uh, we called it public school or grade school. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was second grade, third grade, fourth grade. There was a uh, a boy in my class who was a little off. It's a little off. Okay. Not, I don't think there was anything medically wrong. He's just a little off. What okay? happens? I, I remember him vividly, his name and everything. I'm trying to remember. I, we, I think we had doors on the bathroom stalls. And some of the bathrooms didn't have doors on the bathroom stalls. I don't know why. I think it was for safety reasons. Not so kids wouldn't lock themselves in. But mm-hmm. me personally, I would never use a toilet to sit without a door. Oh, yeah. Never. Because that's normal. <laughs> never. Well, it's the norm. Yeah. 
in fact, if the opening is too big between the door and the wall of the door, like the frame, I'll put tissue paper in there. I'm not, I don't want anybody looking in. I'm not, I don't want that. Yeah, that's weird. I'm weird? No, no. Like I, sometimes you go in a stall and you're like, oh my God, everyone online can see me right now. Right. So then what you do is you you stand up, you go back out, you close the door and you look to see if you can see the toilet. <laughs> and if you can't, you got to, you got to cover that up. You got to cover that up. You got to like take that's a long smart. toilet paper and bunch it at the top, stick it in oh, and then smart. the rest of it all hangs down and blocks the opening. That's great. You may have to get a little, little spit there to wet it and it sticks. <laughs> right? right. So And it sticks at the bottom and then you're golden. Well, you may be golden, you may be brown, you may be gold and brown. It depends what you're doing. So I, I don't, there was no door on this particular stall and I was peeing at the urinal and he was, you know, doing the old number two and he, you know, I, it was audible. You could hear it. Oh. And then he flushed and stood up, pulled his pants up. And I turned around, I looked at him, realizing what he forgot to do. And he went, <gasps> and he said, real men don't wipe. Toilet paper. He has toilet papers for wimps. Oh my God, he's going to get a rash or something. Never mind rash. He couldn't possibly have done the, the phantom poop. Where, where You know what I mean? The phantom poop is when you don't need toilet paper that like one in a hundred times. Oh my God. But he, it, real men don't use toilet paper? Yeah, and he, and he did like the thing where you, you, you pull on your waistband like, yeah. He did that. He did like real men. Don't, real men don't wipe or something like that. I that, I remember the real men don't something. I don't remember if it was don't need toilet paper or don't wipe. But it was. He said real men, and I was like, I I, I didn't know what to say. I was I, only I like, would be like or, in shock and then horrified. I was only eight or nine years old, like ten, ten years. I, so I didn't know what to say. You know, so I just I, you know what I said to myself. I said, don't comment. Someday you'll have a podcast when you're an adult and you'll talk about it. <laughs> and here I am talking about it. So oh I, I thought I would share that with you because Alpha reminded me of him and that experience. And I, look, oh. he's got to, I, I hope that he straightened himself out, you know, mentally and that there was nothing wrong. Or even if there was something wrong, I hope he got help. He's living a productive life. He has a family, God willing, and he's wiping his butt. I hope that is my wish for him, that he's yeah. happy and he's learned to wipe his butt. And not, uses some Charmin in there. Not as a fairly regular exercise, but as an all the time exercise. <laughs> All the time. You know what? Seriously. Don't go ahead and sacrifice your perceived manhood. Wipe your butt. Yeah, seriously. Wipe it. it. All right, Jamie, (laughs) I wish you'd stop talking about things that don't have anything to do with The Walking Dead. Let's focus. (laughs) Me. Focus. Okay. The episode was called The Lucky Ones. We'll find out later in the episode what that refers to, but it was something that uh, Daryl said. The episode starts with Stephanie. Well, we'll call her Max, but real Stephanie. Recounting. The story as to how she got a radio, she said she found parts in the garbage because somebody obviously thought it was had no value, but it certainly does. Now, I'm not sure why the Commonwealth, who is so concerned with security and nobody talking on the radio, would throw out the parts to build a radio. Seriously, or they didn't burn it or really right, trash you it. Sma- the, right, but she found the parts, as a, to my knowledge, to your knowledge, to our knowledge, not an expert in, it's not an engineer that she could build a radio Right, but she yeah, put together the smart. radio, and it, they show flashbacks of her talking to Eugene. So she said everything was going really well until her brother got involved. We know that her brother is Mercer in on the TV show. He comes home and he, for some reason, pulls back a curtain and finds her hidden radio, and says, "You know what? I've been investigating a rogue radio broadcaster who was looking to make a rendezvous in a train yard, and it turns out it's you." 
He said, look, it's dangerous for the Commonwealth to be doing this, but also for the two of us. So they could get in trouble. Like, as tough as Mercer is, he's aware that if he crosses the line, he could be in trouble. Oh, absolutely. He can be caught with that. It tells you all you need to know about the Commonwealth being a bunch of, uh, you know, pricks. Yeah. Because they they could turn on anybody. Anybody, I tell (laughs) you. By the way, it reminded me of when Alicia was on the radio and she she met a guy she thought was a nice guy and it turned out to be a Jesse McCartney and his yes. gang of, of evil guys. And they were real bad. They were, but we got to, we got to interview Jesse McCartney. If you didn't hear that, go back and listen. It's, he, I don't know, it's, an, it's a long time episode. ago. He was a delight though. He was a, was, really? Were you, were you hung out with him afterwards? Well, no, but he was just fun in our interview. Oh, in general, really yes, nice. he was yeah, a, yes, he general. was a delight. I thought maybe you guys had a, a little rendezvous. Oh, a girl can dream, but it didn't happen. No Ronde, no Ronde's Voos? <laughs> no Ronde and the Voos. Oh, sorry. Sorry. By the way, one of my favorite <laughs> 80s bands, Ronde and the, and the Voos. <laughs> anyway, so Mercer says to uh, Max, you better pray Hornsby doesn't recognize your voice. So they were all listening to the conversation. Oh, they all my heard God. It. So that must be how they were able to write down everything and, and train fake yes. Stephanie. Because they were monitoring the conversations. You're right. Now it all makes sense. So Max didn't rat anybody out. They were listening in the whole time. That's how they knew to go to the train station. So it wasn't uh, fake Stephanie set them up. It was Max legitimately set them up. But then they don't show. There must have been a scene where they confronted. Well, they don't know it was her, right? They still don't know because no. she didn't get no, in trouble. They, I don't think they still know because she would have been. In but big Mercer trouble. must have told her not to go to the train yard. We're gonna, we're gonna capture them or something. Yeah. Because she didn't go to the train yard. Nope. By the way, uh, Angela Kang said this was not the same footage. They filmed new footage, and I don't know if they filmed the. They must have filmed the scenes the same day, but they showed the scene of Eugene buying ice cream, and then at the time. Stephanie also buying ice cream for Pamela, yes, meaning at the ice cream each truck. Other. And Eugene asked her if it was was it asked if it was Rocky, Rocky Road. Road, and she walked away. But they showed the scene now from well, it wasn't really her perspective, but as she remembered it, so she remembered it differently and feeling nervous and not like not knowing how to answer. So we see the scene as Max remembers her face looking. And how she remembers yes. herself reacting. Because mm-hmm. it's not really her perspective. It's not from her eyes. It's uh, as, as she remembered the scene. Yes. Max then, te- Max then tells Eugene that she was leaving Pamela's office recently. And Hornsby came in all excited about something to do with Alexandria. Which we later find out they're going to go visit Alexandria. Eugene asks if the orange guy who hates him is her brother. And she says yes. And then says, so are you Stephanie? And she says, no, I'm Max. There is no Stephanie. That's my mother's name. But before she can explain herself, Eugene storms off. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, oh, so you're not Stephanie either? Is nobody named Stephanie? It's hard. To, everybody fell off Trust Mountain in his eyes. Yes, there's two Stephanies. Now there's no Stephanie. Now there's none. Yeah, now there's none. Trust Mountain was a good movie. Wasn't that an after-school movie in the 80s? Escape from I Trust don't... Mountain? Oh, that was Witch Mountain. That's an old Witch reference. Mountain. Escape from Witch Mountain. <laughs> not Witch Mountain, but... W-I-T-C-H, which mountain? Yes. Not W-H-I-C-H, which, which mountain? No, that which one. Which mountain is that? With the witches oh. on it. All right, so that's that all happens before the credits. 
after the credits, there's a giant caravan with Pamela and Lance uh, on their way to Alexandria. And they the quite other... a little bougie ride in yeah, there. Yeah, they're in a camper. Man. Living a life of luxury. Seriously. Surrounded by stormtroopers and horses and buggies. And Pamela says to Hornsby, I don't like the idea of spreading out so far. Because Alexandria is not, it, it's a long ride from Pittsburgh. R- Ohio, rather. They're in Ohio at the Commonwealth. So Ohio to Virginia, a little bit of a schlep. You got to go yeah. all across West Virginia. And then some. So she says, I don't like spreading out. This, this could cost us too much um, for your plan, Hornsby. And he says, I think you'll be surprised by these communities. Which says to me that in all of West Virginia, there aren't any communities worthwhile. Because they would know about them, and Hornsby already oh. would have brought Pamela to them. Oh, for sure. Which tells you how rare communities are to begin with. Mm-hmm. Which we knew, but oh, listen, West Virginia, uh, the whole state, nothing. Mm. All right. Not All even right. a mountain mama? Yeah. Take me <laughs> home, country road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pamela says, look, these people are free to stay with us as long as they want. Or they can leave and repair their places on their own. They don't owe us anything. So at this point, you're like, oh, Pamela's being pretty cool about it. Like, hey, these people can come and work. For You know, we're repairing their place while they work. You know, we're getting something out of them. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't, they don't owe us anything. Obviously, that changes because we saw in the flash forward that uh, Daryl shows up after six months and looks like they're breaking in or, or, or taking uh, Hilltop. Yeah. And and Daryl wasn't happy about it. He's like, yeah, it does. It needs to be this way. Uh, but anyway, at the moment, Pamela looks like she's at least somewhat reasonable. Mm-hmm. Aaron is there to greet them when they get to Alexandria. And he has uh, some of the survivors cover up broken windows and things to make it look prettier. Like, oh, hey, put that tree over there. Because like, they're trying to impress Pamela because they want Pamela to want to adopt Alexandria. They of want They want them to... You know, they'll grow food as long as the, the Commonwealth pays them and supports them. Like the opium farmers that we saw, they yes. want to be part of the uh, the organization. Yeah, they, they, they do the trade and everything. Right. Did you, did you notice that Aaron was wearing a similar outfit that he yes. wore in his first appearance? He had the a flannel shirt on. tucked in and yeah. a flannel shirt. Now, where is he getting flannel and khakis? Is he shopping at Zombie Republic? Like, where... Where Unless is that was his old pair, like tucked in a bottom drawer somewhere, and he's like, "I'm going to break this out again." Right? Hello, is this on Zombie Republic? Hello, come on, those. <laughs> Sorry, you're like, you're like, no, I don't think there's any Zombie Republics open after the pandemic. After the zombie, <laughs> I think after the pandemic. See, I still have pandemic on the brain. Jamie's like, oh, no, I don't think he would have shopped there. He probably would have gone to, you know, uh, Walker's Gifts or something, some oh, other store. Gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or um, Negan's well, place. Negan's place, right? What, like a children's place? Yeah, I don't know. Really? I don't know. <laughs> wow, you thought I thought Zombie Republic was a stretch. <laughs> wow, Jamie. Okay, uh, Daryl shows up with Mercer and a bunch of other soldiers, and Aaron gives them all the grand tour. They asked Aaron who the engineer was who built everything, the windmill and, and everything, and uh, he says, "We don't have an engineer." You know, uh, Maggie Ree from another community gave us blueprints and we follow them. Yeah. Well, that makes Maggie look like she's some kind of builder, but she just got blueprints from Georgie. From Georgie, It exactly. wasn't like Maggie did anything. 
Yeah, she didn't make them. And who cares what her last name is? Like, oh, Maggie Ree. Nobody. It's just Maggie. That doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean anything to Pamela. Yeah, you know, you know Maggie Ree. Not to be confused with Maggie Goldstein. You know Maggie <laughs> Ree from over by the, the fence, and the burned out building. You know, you know Long her. Kind of dark. Yeah, you went to school with her. Remember in eleventh grade, Maggie Ree. <laughs> Mercer asks Daryl how they, how they kept the place safe, and he says we fought a lot of fights to keep this place safe. Mercer then says, "Were you a leader here?" And Daryl says, "Yeah, I guess you could say that." And Mercer says, well, what did you do before this? Now, did you know why he asked him that? Why Mercer um, asked Daryl what he did before the apocalypse? Weren't they all supposed to tell them at the Commonwealth what they did before so they could place them in the right job? Yes, but it's possible Mercer doesn't remember. It's a good point. He probably has a file on Daryl. I'm sure he does. Which is weird that he asked him because, like you said, he should have known. He should have known, but there's a lot of people in there. Yeah, but these guys just can't. I guess maybe he doesn't remember. But he should. He's supposed to know everything. But, okay. is I mean, he obviously thought he was worthwhile. He made him a stormtrooper. Yeah. So I don't know why. I, I know, okay. I don't know why he's acting like he doesn't know what Daryl did before or that he doesn't know he was a leader. Because wasn't he complaining all the time that Daryl was acting like a leader and needs to be part of a team? Exactly. So this scene was filmed as if nobody's watched a previous episode. It was like Friends <laughs> when they used to ask Ross things like, oh, did you ever have a car? And in one episode he would say no. And in one episode he would say yes and describe the car. And, and you would think, don't even if the writers, That's weird. if there were different writers for each episode, wouldn't the actor remember? So Yeah, or have a storyboard or something. So I understand that there's different writers for different episodes of The Walking Dead, but have some continuity. Wouldn't Mercer say, wouldn't I already know this? And wouldn't, wouldn't Norman Reedus say, didn't I already tell him? But the reason he asked him that question assuming that he didn't know is that he wants to um he wanted to know if Daryl was a leader and explain if that if that's if he was a leader before um mm-hmm. you know what i mean he wanted to know like well you must have been a leader before because in commonwealth we all do the same jobs that that we know, did before right and you must have been a leader so Daryl says to him oh it doesn't matter what i did before nobody here cares i was like damn it tell us well, he was just a hillbilly. Like, you know, yeah, no offense to hillbillies, like, but he was, you know. He had to make money kind of somehow. He was living in the woods with his brother doing nothing. I mean, yeah, you know, he wasn't like a doctor or anything. So, but I think that was a, that was a, a point that was important. Can you hold on one second? Mm-hmm. Cut to Pamela in the, uh, the main office. She's looking at a picture of Deanna and her husband, Reggie. You know, the two people that were running Alexandria. Who's Deanna? Who's Deanna? Yeah, they're both dead. Spoiler. And Pamela says... She knew Deanna. She says, yeah, Deanna was into politics before I was, and we crossed each other's path in philanthropy circles. So they were two rich, powerful women. Mm-hmm. So coincidentally, they knew each other and both ran communities. How about that? Hmm. How about that? So uh, the, odd, the odds are uh, astronomical that they would know each other, but they did. <laughs> but they did. She asked Daryl what kind of leader she was, and Daryl says, Look, she built all of this and she brought us in here, so I respect her a lot. Now, remember, they really didn't respect Deanna and Reg when they first got there. They, they said, you know, you don't know anything. You're not prepared. You're not prepared for the, what's out there. Uh, you, you know, and so Rick, Rick basically crapped on them about the way they were doing things. They, you know, they, they liked her, but they didn't think she did a good job of running things. I guess Daryl learned to respect her as time went on, as she learned to fight and she led them uh, against the wolves you know, and so uh, she, you know, she was, uh, 
I guess she earned his respect because at some point they did not respect her. But I guess he says now, you know, oh, I respected her a lot. Yeah. Pamela says, yes, you respected her, but the community fell. And Daryl says, yeah. And every time it fell, we built it back up. And Pamela says, it fell more than once. Like, what am I getting into here? Yeah. Like what happened here? Yeah. And Daryl says, uh, yeah, you know, it may have fallen a couple of times, you know. Yeah. Because the wolves attacked them and mm-hmm. the saviors the beat saviors. the crap out of them. The whisperers burned it down oh, and man. destroyed it. Oof. Mercer announces they have a breach. So one walker comes down the street and Pamela had that look like uh, this place has fallen apart. Like now they have a walker on the street. This is not quite as impressive as I thought. Pamela asks Aaron, how did you lose Deanna? And Aaron says she was bitten. And she says, did she turn? And she says, yes, we had to put her down. And she got a sickening Ooh. look in her face. Like, I don't know if I can count on these people. Deanna got bitten and turned and, and they had to put her. Like, I, cause she, so at that point, you're thinking that Pamela is frail and is terrified of dying. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, like she's like Deanna, like she, she couldn't fend for herself. We find out yeah. later that might not be the case. But at that point, it looked like she wanted no part of this and all of their flaws. Back at the Commonwealth, Ezekiel's getting tested for surgery, and he had no idea. He thought he was in there for a routine checkup. Yeah. He says, so Yumiko's brother, of course, is the doctor and says, well, um, yeah, we're getting ready for surgery. He says, but I thought I was at the bottom of the list. And her brother says, well, you're at the top of the list now. And you, by the way, your bill is paid up. And surgery is Friday. And Ezekiel had a look on his face like, that's not right. He was in shock. Yeah, but he also had that face like, I'm too noble for this. What's going on? Did somebody lose their spot? Is this unfair to somebody? Like, I, I, something's he wrong. He definitely had to look like, uh, what, what, what happened to make this happen? Right. Why? Wh- exactly. Exactly. What's going on? We'll find out later. But that's, that's the look he had. Over at Oceanside, remember them? Yeah. Long time ago. Right. Pamela has her feet in the sand. She's over by the water. Or by the way, I thought that was a full set of men feet. Really? Feet. All right. Oh, so, my God. So her Those feet, feet. Her feet in with the water, Honey. ass in the sand, like the country song goes, right? Whatever it is. <laughs> and Hornsby comes over to her. She's daydreaming like, wow, this is not a bad life. And he says, all right, they're ready to meet you. They go to meet Rachel, who I guess is the only actress they felt like hiring for this episode. And Pamela says... I know about your fights with the saviors and the whispers and it shows your strength that you guys were able to survive. Like, I know why you're only women. And I, you know, I've heard the whole story. Yeah. It's a bad story. She says, we would be happy to have you working as partners in the Commonwealth. And we understand you have some questions about trade provisions. Like you have some things you want to work out. And she says, well, I heard Maggie's not partnering with you guys and we have a mutual protection agreement. And, uh, and if Maggie changes her mind, we'll change our mind. But if Maggie says no, we say no. Like, we have a deal with Maggie. Yep. And so Lance and Pamela were like, what? What? Where'd that come from? They both from? looked at each other like, what the what? Yeah. Uh, Lance talking to Aaron on their way over to Hilltop. And he says to Aaron, he's not happy. He said, why don't you tip me off that Oceanside was going to say no? Mm-hmm. He says, look, I, I, I don't read their minds. He's like, I, I don't know. like he And he wasn't hiding anything. He generally didn't know. He says, well, if Hilltop says no, then Alexandria is cut off. In other words, it's three or none. And Aaron says, we'll figure something out. And Lance says, oh, because you were figuring things out so well before we showed up? Right? Ooh, like, a little snark there. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, how, how were things going before we showed up? 
So the caravan has to stop in the road because there is a cart up ahead and there's walkers attacking the cart. And of course, it's Maggie and her group and they're fighting them off. Daryl kills one of them. Maggie kills one on the ground and Daryl picks her up and they hug and covered in blood. Pamela walks up to Maggie and says, you must be Maggie. Um, Angela Maggie Kang Lee. talked about this in some of the bonus footage on AMC plus and said, we really didn't want her to just meet Maggie. Like, you know, at the hilltop, we wanted her to meet Maggie as Maggie, like fighting and bloody dirty. Yeah. So they all go back to uh, hilltop and Maggie says to Daryl, why do you trust these people? And he says, who says I do? When do I mm-hmm. ever trust anyone? And Aaron says, listen, there are 50,000 people living in the Commonwealth. Isn't it nice? It's a nice even number, a nice round number. Like, yeah. not like it's yeah. 43,000 and change. And he says, at least 49,900 of them are good people that we know of. You don't have to do this alone, Maggie. Alexandria's being fixed up nicely. At least they're people of their word. You know, like so far, so good. Lance comes over and says, hey, look, we've got some extra rifles and there's, there's a herd coming that uh, our men are taking care of. Uh, Pamela says, we should all go hunting if you want to. They thought that was a good idea because they go off hunting. And Pamela says to Maggie, well, Maggie and I are going to go uh, off by ourselves because she wants to talk to Maggie. She realizes that oh, Maggie course. is the make or break. And she's she needs the, to. She's the guy. Yeah. Well, she's the man. Right. Yeah. So uh, she's Ms. Maggie. Yeah, Miss Maggie. <laughs> they uh they talk about the communities and luck and success, and Maggie says, you know, it's all about opportunities, and you've you've had more opportunities than anyone to Pamela, right? This is what she this is she also referred to the lucky ones like you had opportunities, and Pamela says, yeah, we've had opportunities, but you know, being in charge is difficult. I stay up at night worrying about security and safety, and um. She says to Maggie, you know, I, I originally thought it was too far to travel for your communities. Um, but all I've heard are the stories and the kind of people you guys are. Uh, it's impressive. And we would we would offer you, if you join us, the same kind of protection agreement you have at Oceanside. Like, we'll protect you. You can protect us. We'll, you know, we want to work with you. We think you guys are good work people. Work together. She says to Maggie, you know, thousands of little communities like you've been dealing with over the years fighting against each other for survival is not going to work long-term as clearly it's proven. So that's where she kind of left Maggie at that point, right? Like, you know, it's great that you're, you're fighting to build your community, but the community up the road is going to try to take your community. That's not working. Mm -hmm. This, Mm -hmm. this way doesn't work. You need a big global world. Think about that. She's left. Think about that. And as you think about that, listening to the podcast. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back in a second. Hey, this is Jesse McCartney and I played Reed on Fear the Walking Dead and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Uh, Ezekiel is struggling with his uh, place in line being moved up. It's, it's bothering him a lot. He's feeling like somebody else got screwed. And while he's doing that, Carol comes by to see how he's doing. And she says, oh, how'd your checkup go? And she's playing dumb like she always does. Like You're she like, has no oh, idea how, how it went. How did it go? And he, he, uh, suddenly a light bulb goes off and he says, did you do something? Did, did you right and she what says what did you do what did you right she says okay 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 hornsby owed me a favor he says why would you do that and she says because I, I i don't want you to die hello yeah hi and he says there's a whole line of people suffering in that hospital and she says you don't think pamela would cut the line for her son like people are cutting the line all the time why shouldn't mm-hmm. you cut the line very valid point yeah and she says, you know, lesser men have been given more than you and done nothing with it. And you are not a lesser man. Like, you deserve this. Mm-hmm. And he looks at her with that, like, uh, I see what you're saying, but I still don't think it's right. At that point, did you think he was going to go through with the surgery? I thought he may question it a little bit more, but then ultimately he knows if he doesn't get it, he's going to die. So I think he was going to take it. Well, for the show, I, I figured he'd take it. Even though the show is ending and she leaves with Daryl for the spinoff, it's not like she gets back with Ezekiel. No. Right? Unless she gets back with him and he dies, and then she's like, I got to get out of here and leaves with Daryl. Oh, that would be sad. I don't know anything. about That's not a spoiler. I don't know anything. I hope he doesn't die. Although, every interview he says, I could die at any moment, you know, but I was told I won't die from cancer. So He does say that a lot. Yeah. Well, because his character died in the uh, whisper. On uh, the pike. On the pike. And so he's like, every day I'm still here. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I, I could die at any moment, but I was, he was, I was assured I will not be dying of cancer. I told Angela, I don't want to go out like that, um, you know, dying from, an, from a disease. And she said, nope, you won't die from a disease. But that's all she'll tell him. She won't say if he's hmm. surviving, just that he's, he's going to survive the cancer most likely. Now, he might die in surgery, but he's not oh, dying from... Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like, you, but that's not dying from cancer. It's dying from the surgery. You're or, right. Or an Ooh, infection. Loophole. Yeah, loophole. Hello. Back to Maggie and Pamela. They're talking about leadership and autocracy. And Maggie says, well, you're an autocrat, which is sort of like a, a, a dictator. You can look that up. Pamela says, well, aren't you an autocrat as well? 
you're a leader of your, of your group. And Maggie says to her, but I don't, you drive around in a fancy car and you have more things than your people. You know, I'm just, I'm like everybody else. And Pamela says, I have the same. Yeah. And Pamela says, that's because I have more responsibilities and people need to look up to something. And then she uses a line that's going to come back in the show later. She says, everything costs something. Mm-hmm. Maggie says, I lead the way I was taught by Deanna and Georgie. The communities we build, I want nothing from Rick. By the way. Like, yeah, seriously, what the hell? No shout out to Rick? Hello? <laughs> well, clearly she didn't learn anything from um, Gregory. Gregory. She learned nothing from Gregory, uh, of course. She said, the communities we built, I want people to look up to me because they see what I do. With that, after she basically took a dump on Pamela, a walker comes up behind <laughs> Pamela and Maggie says, do you want me to get this one or do you want to get this one or should I get it? Now, at that point, I thought Pamela was going to be like um, Gregory, where he doesn't really know what he's doing and would be like. I thought the same thing. And uh, and Pamela says no. And so I was like, oh, she's not going to get it. So maybe she doesn't want to like fight hand to hand. And she says, actually, I was going to I was keeping an eye on the one behind you. Isn't it nice that the two walkers split up and came around conveniently and, came. Yeah. Each, conveniently each behind walker behind you from the same distance as each other. Bullshit. <laughs> Maggie throws a knife and kills the walker right in its head. That was badass. Badass. And Pamela shoots the walker with her rifle right in the head. Now headshot. That's not very brave. You shut the walker with a gun. I mean, hello. That's kind of what I thought. I'm like, that's really loud. So if any others are around, they're going to come out, come right. on in. But then Maggie turned around and looked at her with respect. Like, all right, all right you can handle yourself. All right. Yeah, with a gun. Walk up with a small knife and fight. Let's see you do yeah, that. That's what Maggie does. That's how Maggie right, rolls. Right, right. Eugene's sitting by a lake and someone's painting him. I wonder if it was the painter who painted the Pamela's father. Because that, I, I doubt it is because that painter, what took like six months because she was injured. This woman's painting Eugene in a matter of seconds. Oh, I, yeah, I, like didn't notice if it, I didn't notice if it was the same actress. If you noticed if it was the same actress, let us know. You can always tweet me at David Brody. Of course, Jamie is at The Talking Jamie. And please follow us at Walkers underscore Talkers. There's uh, always exclusive content. Yep, on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, and by the way, we had commented the last couple of weeks that there were some regulars who hadn't been tweeting at us. And a bunch of you guys stepped up and, and tweeted and said, no, no. You did. Thank you, guys. You're like, oh, we've been busy. Uh, I, I, no, hey. we're still listening. So that's good. So that's good. Shout outs to you people. And those of you who still haven't uh, tweeted us, you may be a couple episodes behind, but let's go. Let's get those tweets in. Oh, come on. Hello. <laughs> Eugene has Rosita come up to him with her baby and he says to her, do you regret coming here? And she says, well, we're safe and we're together. So it's good for now. Like, again, it's one of those for now people. They're all like, oh, for now, but this is impermanent. Yeah. We're not staying here. I just didn't think I would end up kind of a, a cop, but I'm pretty good at it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all right here. And Eugene says, well, you're pretty damn good at everything you do. He still crushes on her a little bit, right? Oh, that's what I... I'm like, he's still a smitten kitten over I mean, you're so talented and pretty. Mm -hmm. Uh, They both agree they miss home and the freedom they had back at uh, Alexandria. She keeps asking him what's wrong because he looks like a lost puppy. And he says, you know, I've been thinking about when we first met and how I lied about Washington, D.C. and having the cure. So he basically catfished them the same way he got catfished by fake Stephanie. Oh, you're right. He did. That was a stunt. Yep. He pulled that move. Right. So now I, I guess he's feeling like I got what I deserved. Right. Because I understand why they did it to me. I did it to them. That, yes, I lied to did. get into this community. I lied to get in with Rosita and Abraham. 
So I guess you got to do what you got to do in the apocalypse. And he says, hey, uh, Stephanie's not missing. And she says, well, what happened? And he didn't tell her what happened. He says, oh, she broke up with me. Yeah, I was waiting for him to spill his guts. And he's just like, oh, she dumped me. So I guess he doesn't tell Rosita there's a big problem and a conspiracy because she seems happy, right? Like, why ruin it for her? However, she she is a little happy. That still begs the question. How does Stephanie walk around Commonwealth without people calling her Shari or uh, Sari? Shuri? Uh, Sherry? Sherry? Whatever her name was. Shira? King of the Jungle? Whatever, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he says, she wasn't who I thought she was, which was a brilliant line because that has two meanings. You could mean it as a girlfriend, like, yep, she's not who I thought she was, versus literally, she wasn't who I thought she was. Literally not the same person. Yeah. Maggie comes back to Hilltop with a couple of birds they killed on the hunt. They're building a campground outside, like like it's a carnival with a tent uh, and carpeting. And Diane comes out to say, uh, hey, Maggie, you know, these people are living up to everything they promised. They're repairing the water tower. They're fixing stuff. Uh, These people are all right. Like, just so you know, while you were gone, they did some real work. Lydia goes up to Daryl and says, how did you know when it was time to walk away? Like when you when you left Alexandria, you know, I'm thinking of leaving. So that's interesting. She's looking Mm -hmm. to get out. We don't know where, but does she want to go to Commonwealth? We don't know yet. We just know she wants to get out. She's tired of this situation. Hornsby asks Maggie if it's okay if they hand out food and supplies. We have extra. Which I thought was nice. Like, oh, let's ask Maggie's permission before we spoil everyone with food. But we know he's mm-hmm. got an ultimatum. He's nice, oh, but we know he's sure. a, we know he's a prick. Mercer, he's a snake oil salesman. Yeah. Mercer asks Daryl why his friends like living out here and torturing themselves. Why does, why does Maggie want to be out there like that? And Daryl says, we used to have something special here. And it'll be special again. And Mercer says, I guess not everywhere is as lucky as Alexandria because Hilltop got burned down. And Daryl says, well, not everyone is as lucky as Commonwealth. In your face. Yeah, like you guys are pretty damn lucky. And yeah, Mer- and, look at what you guys have. Yeah, and look, you know, look, the kingdom was nice for a while too. Don't forget. And Mercer asks if he's finally coming around to the Commonwealth being good, right? And Daryl says, what you've done, you've done some nice things for us. You know, I'm not going to say no. And Mercer says, look, man, Commonwealth isn't perfect. Don't get too comfortable. He says, for instance, you're not wearing your armor because people thought it would be good for appearances, right? To, for you to look like Daryl. Have you I crossed, thought that was interesting. Have your crossbow mm-hmm. back, right? He says, look like you. He says, look, you've got your role. I've got mine. So right now your role is to look like Daryl. They're rolling Ezekiel in for surgery. Just in the background, they're letting you know. Hornsby walks up to Maggie and uh, Maggie says, Hey, what's in it for you? And he says, Hey, look, we made you a good offer. And he, and uh, he's flipping his lucky coin. I don't know if that's going to come up later in the show, but he says, you know, he's got a lucky coin that he's always used. And uh, he says, look, Maggie, you're struggling out here. You know, this is, this is too much for you. And she says, you don't know me very well. And he says, well, I know you well enough to know I just pissed you off. And she says, (laughs) you didn't answer my question. What's in it for you? Exactly. And he never really answers. He starts rambling on. He paints her a picture of, you know, what life would be like dropping off Herschel at school, picking him up after a concert, jumping in a boat at Oceanside, going for doctor's appointments in Alexandria, taking her to college up the coast. Imagine what you could accomplish with 50,000 people working to help you get it done. At that moment, before she can answer, 
a herd is approaching. They set off the trip wires because Maggie has Oceanside security system set up with wires and cans. A stormtrooper is shooting a few of them and Maggie's people run into the woods and kill a bunch of them and they're all tied up with cans and, and, and uh, so that they're, like, they're clanking. And at this point, I thought maybe Commonwealth had attracted the herd deliberately so they could show how easily it is for them to kill them. I thought it was like a setup. Like, oh, isn't that convenient that a herd of walkers shows up just when the Commonwealth is there, you know? You know hmm, what I'm saying? Perfect like, timing. Like, look how helpful we are. Mercer joins the fight. He starts killing some walkers with his, with his axes. And then I thought, is this the scene Mercer was talking about where he kills a whole bunch of walkers? But no, he only killed a couple. A bunch of stormtroopers show up, pull out their guns. Mercer yells, fire! And his men manage to shoot down all of the walkers and not shoot any of the survivors who are mixed in with them. I thought was impressive. Diane then says to Maggie, hey, imagine not having to deal with this every time the alarm goes off. Yeah. Imagine we didn't have to deal with this. With having How to nice go- that would be. Yeah, think about it. And Diane and Lydia both suggest to Maggie, like, you know, life would be easier. Like, our vote, our votes to, like, let these people help. Uh, this would be better. This sucks what we're doing. Mercer calls all the men to stand at attention and get in line, you know, like bosses them around like they're soldiers, yep. which they are. And Maggie's watching this happen. She's watching. It's very, like, uh, suspicious. Then Mercer tells Daryl, remember, they're watching us, Daryl. They're always watching us. So Daryl gets in line like a soldier, and they march off. And Maggie's watching all of this. I um, watched her, her face, because Daryl, like, low-key falls in line, even though he's not in costume or gear. Right. At that point, I knew that Maggie was going to say no, because... Mm-hmm. She had that look like, look at Daryl falling in line like a soldier. Yep, what's going on here? What am I going to have to give up? And so she walks up to Pamela and Lance, and they say, is everyone okay? She says, yes. And she says, look, I'm going to pass on your offer, which we already know because thanks, trailer guy. You know, well, not even trailer guy, episode guy. We already know that Daryl has to go to Hilltop. She says, like you said, everything costs something, meaning this doesn't come for free. I already know that we're going to lose freedom and uh, like Daryl did and Pamela and Hornsby are shocked, shocked. Oh yeah. They look, they're shit in their pants. Like we offered you all of this and Aaron looked, Aaron was like distraught because oh my God, he's going to lose Alexandria help if this happens. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dan Fogler, Luke on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Eugene goes to see Max. He brings her raspberry ice cream, so she lets him in. So he learned, he learned the lasagna trick about bring food. <laughs> you, people have to let you in. Have to let you in. He apologizes for being rude to her and stubborn and walking off earlier in the episode. He says, look, man, Lance got into my head. He's a snake. I let an imposter into my home, into my heart. I let her read my manuscript. And Max says, manuscript? She, of course, knows about the manuscript. So she says, after all we talked about, all the time we spent together, uh, you know, how, how did you not know it wasn't me on the phone? Right? Now she asked the question that you and I have been asking. And he says, you know what? Because he never talked to fake Stephanie on the radio. He only met fake Stephanie at, at Commonwealth. It was probably like weeks later. He hadn't heard her voice in a while. He says, you know, I've been rejected so many times before. I wasn't sure if this relationship that you and I built on the radio was real. And when I got here and fake Stephanie didn't push me away, I was, I so badly wanted this to be real that I, all the clues escaped me. Like I didn't pay attention, right? Like I was just happy that she liked me. They hooked up. Basically what he's saying is I, I fell in love with you on the radio but I was so desperate to have sex and to have a relationship hey, that I just, I, I banged fake Stephanie. Oh, he says, look, I feel terrible. I didn't mean to hurt you. And is there any way I can make it up to you? He said, you know, she says, well, can I read your, he's walking like he's going to leave. And she says, well, can I read your novel? He says, well, unfortunately you came along as I was burning it, but I do have most of the text committed to memory. And he, he, tell, he tells her some of the plot. And this was the most adorable scene maybe in the history of the walking dead. I, too. She's like, well, did you do this with the characters? He's like, yes, I did. I, She's like, I well, did. Well, did 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 you uh, did you ramp up the stakes on the nuclear strength? Yes, I did. And he's like, I, that's exactly what I did. And so uh, it was just very cute that it was like they were they best the friends same forever. Mind and ideas. Yeah. It was so cute. Yeah. That right then and there, he should have had sex with her. But yeah, <laughs> throw she, it down. Yeah. 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 She said it felt like old times. Right, like, like, oh, like this was, it was just cute. Um, Maggie hugs Daryl goodbye. Diane walks up with two red shirts. A couple of really red shirts. Oh, real, real red shirts here going she on. She says, look, Maggie, uh, no conversation, by the way. She's like, but just letting you know, I'm leaving and I'm taking some people with me. Two Not losers. Not even a hug goodbye, nothing. Not like, hey, Maggie, can we talk? She's like, you know what? Peace out, bitch. I'm and, leaving. And Maggie says, you need to be careful who you trust. And she says, Maggie, I respect the hell out of you, but I just can't do it anymore. 
I'm sorry. She's tired. And she's like, I'm walking off with these two guys with the with the, the bearded guy. Like who, who are these losers? Never and saw them before. They were the only ones that were like, she's like, I'm that take- wanted to go. Yeah. Like, what? By the way, you know, one of them's Garcia, right? <laughs> From last week. All week I was laughing <laughs> randomly over that in my head. I'm like, Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, here. <laughs> we'll either never see them again or they're going to die on the way over to Commonwealth. <laughs> Anyway, Pamela says it's a bo- to to um to Hornsby as they're leaving. Uh, Hornsby comes into the tent with Pamela, by the way, and says, "I just need more time. I can make this work. We have Alexandria committed. I'll get the other two communities to commit." And Pamela says, "You know, it's bold. It's a bold move on your part trying to get three communities to join us at the same time, and I could see why that would be appealing to you, because someone would need to run them, right? Like now I know what hmm. you're up to, Horn- Hornsby." You want them yeah. to join, but you want to be in charge. Lance. Lance. He says, well, the selection of who would run them would, would be at your discretion, of course. Your majesty. Right? And oh, she man. says, well, obviously. She's, she's icky. She it's says, I'm going to pretend you were doing this for the good of the commonwealth and not for yourself. He says, I was doing this for you. Right? Of course I was doing this for oh, you. man. She says, you know, you've been ambitious our whole lives. Okay, give it a go. But if your job slips in any way at Commonwealth, there will be consequences. She says to him, basically, well, go ahead. Go try to get the other communities on board. Now, that means he could do whatever he has to do to get them on board. Because now this is really important to him. He has something at stake. It's his mission. But something struck me. She said, you've been ambitious our whole lives. So are they childhood Hmm. friends? Are they relatives? Is you know, I brother? thought maybe are they cousins or something? Right. Because obviously they've known each other their whole lives. Hmm. And she still shits on him, though. Oh, she does. But he's in, he has a position of power. And he still kisses her ass. <laughs> right, but he has a position of power, obviously, because they have a relationship somehow. He walks into the forest and fires two shots in the air to attract walkers, which at that point I thought, is he trying to get a herd to attack Maggie so she rethinks her decision? I thought I that know, too. Right. So then there's a couple of walkers, only two, and he shoots them one at a time. And then Aaron walks up behind him and he says, hey, man, you okay?" And he says, yeah. And Aaron says, what did Pamela say about Alexandria? And he says, oh, she's on board. She's fine. We're good. And he says, in fact, we're going to remake the whole world. So now he's now he's got he's got that the dictator syndrome. He's big a little cray cray. There's another walker coming up to him. And he waits till it gets really close. And he's talking to Aaron like, you know, the walker's not coming up to him. And then he gets really close and blows his head off. Um, this guy is not all there. He's, he's not. He's not mentally sound. He's not. He's a good guy, but not when it comes to power. He he's power wants, hungry. He's power hungry. Uh, scenes from next week. Aaron and the group find another community on the western border. They've been in Alexandria for, for like eight years. At least. A long time. Long time. Eight years. Time jump. Rick, six years. They've new just community. found a new community <laughs> on the western border. So wherever they used to go as far out as, I guess now that they have food, they can go further. He says, I want to make first contact with them and offer them help. I, I'm, calling, I'm calling bullshit, but okay. That they never found these people before. And more importantly, since we see in the trailer they aren't good people, that they've never found our people before. Mm-hmm. Right? You would think they would at this point. And that Commonwealth has never found them, and they never found Commonwealth. Hmm. So 
They're living in a giant apartment building or warehouse, this other group. The leader is a shaved head young woman who looks like she uh, has a lot of men working for her. All right. A bloody person rides up on a horse to Hilltop and falls off the horse. Someone asks Lance to send a hundred men to help fight. And he says, I can't get a hundred men without it being noticed. I need a small surgical team. Let me work on that. Then we see Maggie, Elijah and Lydia standing over two Commonwealth soldiers that are dead in the road. Yeah. Um, we don't know why yet, but, um, then we see somebody dragging more Commonwealth soldiers inside a building, uh, that look like they might be dead. Also Mm. exclusive footage on AMC plus Angela Kang says Maggie realized she didn't want the help of the Commonwealth when she saw the soldiers mow down the walkers and that at any moment they could turn on Maggie's people and mow them down too. So that's, that's Angela's reasoning. I think it's because of losing freedom and power, but okay. On That's talk, what I think. On Talking Dead, Ross Marquand. 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 Kari Payton and Deborah Joy Winans, a super fan, were on the show. Nothing groundbreaking in terms of what they talked about, but in yeah. the scene, um, Maggie, Elijah, and Lydia drive up to three stormtroopers, the ones we saw in the other scene that were dead, and they're walkers. They're, they're walking slowly up the road, Oh, yeah, they're Beautiful, dead. By the way, beautifully, three in a row, up the middle of the road. Perfectly staged. <laughs> not bumping into each other, not, just all in a straight in a not line. Not one in front of the other a little bit. Not like one in the woods and two on the road. Just three in line, beautifully. And Maggie and the other, the other two uh, kill them, put them down, and notice their throats were cut, and they were shot where there are gaps in their armor. Oh. So obviously it's this other group that's in that building, which I think we find out later on there. Well, I know that they're called the warlords because the next episode is out and people are talking about it online that they're called the warlords, which is not a friendly name. No, it's not. Oh, it's the warlords. They brought over some lasagna and ice cream. No, (laughs) no. And then the last thing we see is Aaron running up the road, yelling uh, at them to get their attention. So, why were the walkers killed, the uh, stormtroopers killed? And where is Aaron coming from? And why is he on the same road by himself running up the road? So I saw, I'm like, yeah, where did he come from running? Yep. Next week on Talking Dead, Father Gabriel and some special guests. So mm-hmm. is that members of the warlords or is that somebody dying? Does somebody oh. die? But this show could be either. And don't tweet us because we haven't watched it yet. Yes, You'll know we us. watched it when you... It's Monday or Tuesday after it aired. So don't yeah. spoil it if anyone dies. Okay. Very good. Well, at that point, we'll, we'll have, well, I watch it this night. We watch Sunday night because then we watch Talking Dead. So by Monday night, you can tell us, but don't, eh, don't even tweet us who died because other people might see it. So many rules yeah, in our podcast. True. I apologize. I know. There's all these I, rules. I, I'll do what you want after Sunday, <laughs> but you know, just, you know, but anyway, that's what I think. I think somebody dies or it's members of the warlords. So, all right. Jamie, I look forward to seeing you maybe one day next week. I hope so. Go watch the Warlords episode on AMC Plus if you have it. <laughs> and uh, that's it. So, Jamie, it's time. Oh, by the way, before we, we, we close down, uh, Mike uh, tweeted at us and said, oh, damn, you guys pulled back the curtain that you sync up the um, the ending. And because uh, he had complimented us that it was perfect. And I said, no, nah, I moved them together. I, I aligned the audio. 
So this week, I'm not going to align the audio. You're going to hear oh, it no. just as it happens. So, Jamie. <laughs> there's a delay. There's a, yeah, I know. Jamie, do you know what time it is? <laughs> what time is it? It's time to it's shut, time this, to shit shut down. this shit down. Do we do it? Hello? This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.